I know right now you're sitting at home singing that Money in the Bank song just like this. Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And here's your host, Conrad Cushman. This is Brian Mazik, the hardest working man in sports and gaming, and you are listening to my man Conrad Cushman and Everything Pro Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to episode 58 of Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans. Wait for it. For the fans. And I am your host, Conrad Cushman. And we are here to talk about WWE Money in the Bank 2019 preview and predictions. Whew. This show, man. Um, I'd be lying to you guys if I said that I cared about any of the build to this show. It has been pretty lackluster, in my opinion. The best thing about the weekly show so far has been the Bray Wyatt's uh, Firefly Funhouse skits. I have been finding it very hard to care about anything involving WWE. Creative just sucks. There's a lot of bad juju going around within the company. I don't know. It's really, really tough to say. But nonetheless, we have an event this Sunday on May 19th. Got to double check for Kane, making sure he's not around to choke slam me. On May 19th, this Sunday, we're going to have the Money in the Bank event. We have lots of matches, lots of different things happening with this. But we do have two Money in the Bank briefcases on the line, and we have two World Championship matches. So there's lots to talk about. Let's not waste any more time and let's get into this. Let's start off the show by talking about the kickoff matches. Now, the first kickoff match that I want to talk about will be for the Cruiserweight Championship. I will finally get to see Tony Nese in action once again versus Arya Davari. Now, I have not seen Tony Nese wrestle since WrestleMania I have not been keeping up with 205 Live, and I have not seen Davari wrestle since, I want to say, almost months. So I'm not sure what this feud is built upon, what is going on with this. Let's see if I can find something here. Um, I'm reading Davari's been getting a nice heel push as of late on 205 Live, and now he gets the opportunity at the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, that's all that we have written on CBS Sports. That's all that's known about some of these storylines. Ugh, just bleh, I don't like it. They got to come up with better storylines for people, man. Um, I'm going with Tony Nese. Tony Nese has the look, the athleticism. Uh, he just seems like I'm surprised that WWE took this long to push him. Tony Nese just seems like the guy who would fit perfectly within their system. So for this one, I'm going with Tony Nice to pick up the victory here. Seems like a layup of a, a match here. I don't see Davari winning the belt. Uh, he hasn't really been in anything prominent since the beginning of this whole Cruiserweight Classic. So Tony Nice is my prediction. 
Now, in something I thought that was very odd, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship on the kickoff show. Stick with me here, people. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, a.k.a. the Planets Champions. If I could, I would insert Captain Planet's theme right here. Versus the Usos. Now, you're probably wondering, wait a minute, wait a minute. Aren't the Usos on Raw? You're correct. This wild card stuff has people in a frenzy. I don't think anybody knows what the rules are anymore. And as I've been saying on the YouTube channel and everything else for weeks, which you guys can find in the description box in the link, link tree, excuse me, um, below, click on that. You can find everything that you're looking for there. I've been saying it for weeks, though. This superstar shakeup, this wild card, whatever you want to call it, they're trying to go back to one roster. They just saw ratings increase on Raw because they went back to one roster. I think we're seeing the the slow end of the brand split. But maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. So now the Usos, a Raw tag team, will be challenging for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. This seems very odd. Um, At this point right now, Daniel Bryan doesn't fit in the WWE title picture. You could probably easily fit him in there, but I'd like to see him get a little run with Rowan in the tag team division. Like, why not? Daniel Bryan did a really good promo backstage. If you guys have not caught it, make sure you go to the WWE YouTube channel. Um, I thought Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan did an excellent job. I think they'll make a good power and technician team. Uh, Not to say that the Usos are bad, but they're raw guys. Why would you have them win the belt? So for the sake of logic, I'm going with Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan to retain their tag team championships in this one. That should end the kickoff show, whatever they're going to do with it. Hopefully, people feel like there's some meaning behind these matches. I think the Usos might actually go out there and kill it. They've been known to do that at Money in the Bank. They did it with The Shield. They've done it with Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Just saying, the potential's there. And we've got three of the four players in this match once again. But let's get into the main card now. Next up, we have the United States Championship match. We have Samoa Joe, the champion, defending against Rey Mysterio. Now, at WrestleMania, Samoa Joe defeated Rey Mysterio in record time to uh, retain his United States Championship. It was, it felt like 13 seconds. I don't know how fast it was, but Joe made quick work of Rey Mysterio, and he's kind of been bragging about it. And Rey Mysterio has picked up a victory over Samoa Joe, which earned him the right to challenge for this United States Championship match. Now, before we get into who I think is going to win, let's talk about this here for a second, people. There's still time. Hashtag choke out Dom. <laughs> Please. I need to see Samoa Joe put Dominic in the coquina clutch while he screams, I'm your poppy. It has to happen. It has to. The story writes itself. But Samoa Joe has been intense. He has been on fire for this. I think Samoa Joe is 
phenomenal. And I think he should be in that main event picture. But right now they have him holding the United States Championship. Then we've got Rey Mysterio. This is the one championship I think Rey Mysterio has not held ever. I don't think he held it in WCW or the WWE. He's been WWE champ. He's been world heavyweight champ, tag team champ. Yeah, he's Ray's missing out on this belt. So maybe he's trying to add it to his collection. Um, it's a big match here, but I see Samoa Joe picking up the victory for this one still. Um, Samoa Joe's time is now. He's been money on the microphone. He hasn't been hurt. Let him go out there and have a good match with Ray Mysterio. I would love to see what these two can do. And not going to lie, this has potential to steal the match of the night. It could. It wouldn't surprise me. Depending on how hard these two want to work and how much time's given to them, it could be. Samoa Joe, though, is my prediction to retain his United States Championship. Let me grab some water real quick. We're not going to take a pause in any of this action. Ah, Red Cup of Doom never fails me. Next, we have The Miz versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Now, we all know how this feud's been going. This goes all the way back to the Best in the World trophy. Uh, Shane McMahon still calling himself Best in the World. This is why CM Punk chants happen, because they're poking the fans with a stick. Um, Miz. Miz is a baby face. It's not working for me. I don't know. I, I'm I'm still like in this trial period with it. Like there's at points where I'm like, okay, good intensity, Miz. But then there's points where I'm like, oh, that was so cringy, dude. Uh and I get that he's new at it. So you kind of like give him a buy, like, well, he hasn't really been a baby face ever, so give him a pass. And I know he was a baby face for a little bit around that WrestleMania 29 period where he was the IC champ using the figure four, but that only lasted a couple of weeks. So the Miz and Shane McMahon, this has been a feud brewing for months now, since probably February, March, and we are now all the way in May, and now Miz is on Monday Night Raw, but that doesn't matter because of the wild card stuff, um, and Shane McMahon travels back and forth to both shows. These guys have been fighting all over the arena at both of them. Who comes out on top for this one? I really feel like they need to end this feud. I'm over it. Sure, Shane beat up your dad, Miz. It's time to let it go, and let's see what Miz is going to move on to next. Hmm. In my opinion, this match has to go to... Oh, that's that's tough, man, because... I, I want to say Miz at first, but looking at this, Shane McMahon's also like in a feud with Roman Reigns, which I'm going to get to next, probably. But... I don't know. That's tough because Shane needs to look strong for him as well. You know what? I'm going to say this. I think you give the blow-off victory to The Miz, have Miz retain. Uh, you can even have Roman interfere because he's been messing with or Shane's been interfering in his matches and jumping him and fighting him. Let Miz get the victory here. That puts the button on this feud. And then Shane McMahon can come back later on into this, and I'll explain afterwards what they can do with it. Let's get into uh, let's get into our first Money in the Bank match, shall we? Let's talk about the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. 
Now, in this ladder match, we have a lot of people, um, all very talented women, and this one is a crapshoot, folks. I have no idea who can win this. Um, there's several. There's probably one name. Actually, I see two that probably won't win, but I could see them trying something different with any one of the other women. You have Alexa Bliss, who won last year. We have Naomi, Natalia, Dana Brooke, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Now, the participants in this have been doing good work. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Dana Brooke diving off a ladder. Dana Brooke, you're building some momentum. You're doing good stuff. I want to see you keep doing good stuff. And you just got to tone it down on some of the baby face. And this is my opportunity. Like as soon as this pay-per-view is done and all that, you need to just be Dana Brooke and figure out what's your character and who do you want to be. Figure that out with somebody. And I think you're going to be just fine. But you jumping off that ladder, I thought it was good stuff. Um, Alexa Bliss. Let's talk about her real quick. Why is Alexa Bliss not taking bumps? I feel like she gets paid just like everyone else, and I don't see her getting in the ring as often. And it's not a slight against Alexa Bliss. If she's hurt, if she can't do anything, fine. That's cool. Don't have her in this match, though. Don't give her this opportunity because you're going to have to take bumps on ladders and stuff. So I don't understand why Nikki Cross filled in for her on Raw this week. I just wanted to put that out there for her. But Alexa Bliss is a popular person in the company, and I could see her winning this as well. Uh, Naomi. Naomi is kind of the forgotten about soul. Um, I am not the biggest Naomi fan, but she's also won me over with her hard work and dedication because there are times where if anyone else was Naomi, they would have gave up. They would have quit. They would have said, you know what? It's not worth it being in this company anymore. My husband works here. I can just go home and chill out. But Naomi comes in night in, night out. And I'll say it. She works really hard. She does a good job and I can't hate on her. Natalia, the veteran presence in the ring. She is very important to this match. In the Fatal 4-Way, I saw Natalia calling out spots, helping out the girls, making sure people were in their right spots. Natalia is really good, and, you know, I really think she deserves a lot more than what she gets from this company. And I hope that everyone really appreciates Natalia because, I don't know, I just feel like she doesn't get shown enough love. Maybe that's just me. Bailey. Now, Bailey winning this reminds me a lot of CM Punk at WrestleMania 25. I feel like Bailey was over a year ago, a couple months ago, but now fans are starting to kind of like want to see something different with her. Maybe a heel turn. It'll be interesting to see if she's still getting booed based off of what's going on with Sasha Banks and everything else. And I won't even get into that. That's a that's probably a whole nother podcast for another time, which we've talked about at nauseum at this point. Once we get some more developments, maybe we could talk about it. But we'll see how Bailey's reaction is. But Bailey is someone who I can see Bailey winning this. Mandy Rose. Um, I feel like they're doing a storyline with her and Sonya Deville. Mandy Rose has slowly snuck her way into this match. Sonya gave up her spot for Mandy. Mandy's always getting the biggest spots, taking the credit. I don't know. Mandy Rose is... Um, She's got the look. She's got the look, in my opinion. And Mandy Rose could do a lot of things. I think she's gotten a lot better from when I first seen her in the ring. Um, 
no complaints here. Mandy Rose is someone who I can see winning this. Another person, Ember Moon. Ember Moon just returned from injury right around WrestleMania time. It's good to see Ember Moon back. She has that amazing top rope stunner, uh, the Eclipse. Man, Ember Moon is tremendous, and I think that a Money in the Bank briefcase could elevate her to the next level and help her get there without her having to climb the ranks and they have to keep making her win every single week. Ember Moon is someone who has the charisma, too, in the ring. We'll see. I'm not saying that Ember Moon's the greatest on the microphone or anything else like that, but I do think that her moveset is amazing. She can go in the ring, and I think fans will respect her if you put that light on her. And Carmella. Carmella is the very first Miss Money in the Bank. And um, I just put her name in there and say, why not? Why not again? It wouldn't hurt. I mean... You could argue it. If I was in Vince McMahon's position and you brought it up, I would listen to you for why should why should Carmella win again? But it all depends on the storyline. And these women are going to hopefully go out there and show why they belong in this Money in the Bank ladder match. I think we're going to see a lot of crazy stuff, especially from uh, Naomi. And I'll even put Dana Brooke in there and Bailey. I think those are going to be the people who have some nice spots. I could even see Alexa Bliss doing a moonsault if she feels up to it. I don't know what's her status or what bumps she can and cannot take, but Alexa Bliss could probably do some good stuff off a ladder too. Who wins this though for me? Who's my prediction? This is tough. Looking at who's all in this match, I'm going to go with Mandy Rose as my pick to win. I think, like I said, Mandy Rose has the look. She's someone who could carry the briefcase for quite some time because she has a storyline kind of going on with Sonya Deville. They're in a tag team. And I think it would put the opportunity in her hands to be showcased more on SmackDown Live and be put out there for more pay-per-view events. So Mandy Rose is my prediction to win Miss Money in the Bank. Let's get into the next match, which is... Roman Reigns versus Elias. Who wants to walk with Elias? Um, Elias was over in the UK for the record, too. They they really liked him over there. Uh, I thought it was crazy. Shout out to Kyrian Flood for providing us with the photos, too, from his event. Uh, really dope stuff. Had good seats. Roman Reigns versus Elias. When I hear that, that just sounds like a Monday Night Raw match or a SmackDown match. I don't know if you guys agree with that. That's just how I'm feeling. I don't see this as a big deal. I don't know. It's just kind of there. Maybe the problem is I see Roman as a main eventer. I don't see Elias in that same light. He's just Elias. He's He couldn't win the Intercontinental title. He couldn't win any title so far. Why is he in there with Roman Reigns? But Vince McMahon has propped him up. They've been having Elias and Shane McMahon attack Roman Reigns at any opportunity. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe Roman got involved in the steel cage match, like I said. And here, I think Roman Reigns picks up the victory um, in convincing fashion. And then I think Shane McMahon's going to come out with his goons. He will have... 
Shane McMahon will be out there, Elias, Bobby Lashley, and whoever else isn't working that's kind of in that same position. And I could see them just putting a beat down on Roman Reigns, and this will lead to a matchup for Raw, or it'll lead to another match at a bigger pay-per-view. Perhaps, I feel like it won't go that long. Maybe Roman goes through each guy one by one. Like, he'll fight Lashley again, and then he'll fight Shane McMahon at SummerSlam. Options. They're there. You could do stuff with this. Um, I don't think this feud is ending, unfortunately. But I got Roman Reigns for the victory for my prediction. So now, let's move into the women's title matches. I know that Becky's not going to fight back-to-back like this, but we're going to talk about them in the same light. Let's start with the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. So, ever since WrestleMania, Becky Lynch has been Becky Two Belts, Champ Champ, whatever you want to call her. Uh, The man has been on fire. And the shots thrown at Lacey Evans on Twitter have been magical. Big E is a funny man. Uh, So is JR for going after Becky Lynch's mom. (laughs) Like... That's a wild boy, Big E. And then Becky said, I hope my name doesn't turn into Beck E. Lynch. (laughs) Uh, Funny stuff. Does Becky walk away with two belts, one belt, or no belts at the end of the night, to me, is the real prediction for this. This is a hard show to predict because... I don't see anything happening going forward. Like, there's not really a lot of foreshadowing at this point. All right. Let's take a peek at this. I am going to look at this match here and see. Lacey Evans is like the prototypical person that WWE would want to push. She's got the great story of her background, what she's done. She has the act like a lady gimmick down, and she fits in there. But I think Becky Lynch is going to take this one. I just don't see why you would have Lacey Evans win the title so fast here. I think Becky Lynch is also going to be needed on Monday Night Raw to help keep ratings up. But once again, what does that matter because of the wild card rule, right? So that's what's throwing this into a frenzy for me as well because – At one point, I would have said, well, let's do the prediction based on this. Hmm. Yeah, so Becky Lynch wins, I think, this match. Uh, I'm not sure how she does it. Maybe it's a roll-up. Maybe she taps her out with a disarmor. Uh, I don't think this feud is over, though, between Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans. I think this one will continue. A feud that I feel has to end, though, is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Becky Lynch telling the same story with the woman who was one-third of who was in the ring with her at WrestleMania, Charlotte Flair. Um, This has been going on for way too long. I feel like since last year at SummerSlam, these guys have fought in almost every other pay-per-view in some way, shape, or form, whether you add in Asuka, you add in Ronda, one-on-one matches, evolution they fought. It it just hasn't ended with these two. And I think you got to end it here, at least for a little bit. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I don't see anybody cashing in 
their money in the bank in this one either. We did that last year. I can't see them doing it again. So Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. People are going to hate me for this. They really are. Um, I feel that this match, I said Becky Lynch was needed on Raw. I guess she'll be on there more often, but I think Charlotte Flair is winning this to give her her ninth title reign. Um, They've been really promoting her as the queen and how she deserves this, and I think Charlotte's been patiently waiting for her opportunity to win back one of these title belts. Her and her best friend on top of the world, I could see it happen. So, in my mind, I'm going with Charlotte Flair to win the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. I don't have any logic behind either of the women's championship matches. I'm just guessing. So, I think Becky walks away with the Raw Women's title, but not the SmackDown Women's title. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she keeps both, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe she loses both. But that would really send her into a downward spiral. And I think Becky Lynch is still one of your more overperformers within the company. She's got to still be top in merch. She's got to still be top three. Lots of stuff happening with Becky Lynch. Let me grab another drink of water here. Hmm. Let's talk about the WWE Championship match. We will have Kofi Kingston defending against Kevin Owens. This has been the question on a lot of people's minds with this match. Is this going to be a one-month title reign for Kofi Kingston? Or does WWE have enough faith to let him run with the belt till SummerSlam? Does Vince like him that much as champion? Only time will tell. Kevin Owens was originally supposed to be in the WrestleMania match against Daniel Bryan as the babyface, and things got all switched up. Kevin Owens went back to being a heel, which I feel is the better persona for him personally. Uh, Kofi Kingston is always a babyface. He is like a Ricky the Dragon steamboat type. So after Kevin Owens became an honorary member of the New Day, he turned on Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, super kicking them and power bombing Xavier Woods onto the ring apron. Where do we go with all of this? Now, I think Kevin Owens has been doing a great job healing it up on Kofi Kingston, saying that, oh, you had your moment with your brothers and now it's over. It's my time to become WWE champion. I think Kevin Owens is the guy to put Kofi Kingston over. Um, I'm still riding high that Kofi Kingston is WWE champion. I have enjoyed what Kofi has been in. He has been goofy still representing the New Day, but he has also turned it up and became serious at times. I'd like to see more serious Kofi, but I have to go with Kofi Kingston on this one. You put the title on the man for a reason. Let him run with this belt and let him show why he should be WWE champion. Uh, I think Kofi's done a hell of a job. Let him keep the belt for now. Kofi Kingston is my prediction for this one. All right, now before we get into our final two matches that we have to talk about for this show, I want to give a quick plug to my friends, Everything College Basketball. These guys are doing a tremendous job covering all the latest recruits, the new coaching assignments, and 
everything in the world of college basketball. So make sure you guys find their podcast, Everything College Basketball, and subscribe. Let's get back into this Money in the Bank preview. Let's talk about the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. We are going to have some very talented people in this one. We are going to have Sami Zayn, who took the place of Braun Strowman this Monday. We have Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, Ali, that's Mustafa Ali if you didn't know, Andrade, and Randy Orton. So, to my understanding, I don't think Braun Strowman is in this, right? He's out, I assume, based on everything that has happened within this. Yes. So, according to WWE, Braun's out, but they have bigger plans for him in the future. Yeah, right. Just like they said that at the Royal Rumble. So, Braun loses his spot in a false count anywhere to Sami Zayn. He is jumped by Baron Corbin and uh, Drew McIntyre. They look like geniuses to me. Um, Let's run through, though, everything that's been happening with these guys. Ricochet. Ricochet, since becoming a single star, has lost to Bobby Roode and Baron Corbin. Has Ricochet's stock dropped? I think right now WWE sees it as he can afford to lose because he's going to be the star in this match. I think Ricochet and Ali are going to be the two who do a lot of crazy stuff in here. I'm cool with that. Uh, Ricochet really wowed me at NXT TakeOver New Orleans when they had a ladder match. I thought Ricochet was crisp, clean, and made himself stand out. Ricochet has lost some of that flavor since leaving NXT. I feel like um, we see Ricochet too much now. And that's something I didn't notice really before with him. Like on, There's also the little subtle changes that Vince McMahon's done with the pew, 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 whatever the hell that is. Um, And he lost his lasers and stuff. I don't know. Ricochet was just cooler down in NXT. And I thought it was better when you saw less of the wrestlers. And I think they need to do that with everybody on the main roster. Like, everybody doesn't have to be showcased every week. Tell your stories, know who you want in the pay-per-view matches, and then promote that. Not hard. Um, But Ricochet's going to be fine. I think he's going to stand out in this. He's going to have a really big moment. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is probably one of the favorites to win this. Um, Drew is... Someone who I I still think he's got main event written all over him. This dude could be the champion tomorrow, and I will not think any differently of him. Drew McIntyre is someone who has worked hard to get back into the WWE. He has done everything right. He just needs that opportunity to become the champion, and that's in Vince McMahon's hands. Do they let him do this? I wouldn't be surprised if he won the briefcase, I'll say. Baron Corbin. Lots of people don't like Baron Corbin. There's a lot of hate for him. Um, Personally, I like Baron Corbin as a person. His character, on the other hand, I feel like they could showcase him better. Uh, The attire is just awful. Got to switch that up. I miss the lone wolf Baron Corbin a little bit more. But he's picked up some big victories lately, uh, penning Seth Rollins and Ricochet. So good for Corbin. Finn Balor, the current Intercontinental Champion. Um, Finn is 
another person I could see win this. Finn Balor has done everything correctly. He's the perfect person to hold the Intercontinental title right now. The first ever Universal Champion. Could he be on his way back there? We'll see. Ali. Ali, to me, is probably the man who is kicking himself after seeing what Kofi Kingston got, and that could have been his spot. But Ali has a chance at redemption here in this ladder match. I think he has the opportunity to show out and show why he belongs. He was in so many good matches on 205 Live. That's why he got called up to the main roster. In my opinion, you let Ali go out there and you let him just do whatever he needs to do. Let him do all the backflips, the cool spots he can think of. Let Ali shine in this match. He deserves it. Andrade. <clears throat> now, normally I try to avoid all of the, the relationship stuff, but we'll, we got to talk about it for a second. We all know about Rollins and Becky. Andrade's relationship with Charlotte, to me, has greatly benefited him. He has been talked about more than he was previously. Am I mad? No, because I think Andrade's a hell of a talent and he deserves it. Andrade's got something here, though. I think he is someone who he could fill that role that Alberto Del Rio once had. And I think that Andrade is someone who could do it potentially better. He needs to not talk as much on the microphone until he's more comfortable with speaking. But let Zelina Vega do all the talking. Andrade is like an assassin who just goes in there, carries out his um, wrestling abilities, and then he goes to the back with letting Zelina do all the talking. Andrade is a dark horse pick for this one. I could see him winning. Sami Zayn, a man of the people. Psych! <laughs> Sami Zayn has been trashing people like me who have podcasts, people who voice their opinions about wrestling. He is basically speaking for Vince McMahon at this point. And I thought Sami Zayn did a really good job with it. He needs to be allowed to speak on the microphone freely. Sami Zayn is really good. I always love Sami as a babyface, but he's done a really good job with this heel character, and I'm glad he's back in the ring. Good to see Sami Zayn on their main roster again. And Randy Orton, the one guy you can't count out, a former Money in the Bank winner. Um, Randy Orton's in here to be the veteran, to keep control of everything, I feel like. And he's going to hold it down and do his best. Um, and he's also someone who he's got a good finisher. He can hit it out of nowhere. He's going to put some good spots in this match. Who's winning it? All right, so my first person that I think we have to cancel out is Baron Corbin. Corbin's been picking up way too many victories. He doesn't need this right now. He already won it and blew it, so they, they, you can't give him the briefcase again, at least not now. Next, we have Finn Balor, the current Intercontinental Champion. I don't think he's winning just based off of he's the IC champ. He doesn't need it right now either. He could win that title on his own merits. Ricochet and Ali, I put them in the same boat. These guys are here to be the highlight attraction of the match. I don't see these guys winning. So that leaves us with Drew McIntyre, Andrade, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton. Cancel out Orton because he's been money in the bank previously. 
Don't see it. And I'm going to cancel out Sami Zayn, too, because I just don't think the company has that much love for him to where they're like, yeah, let's put the belt on Sami. So to me, it comes down to Drew McIntyre, the popular pick, versus Andrade, who is probably some people's dark horse pick. And I know what I have said throughout all of this. And this is going to sound really weird, but I'm going with Andrade to win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Drew McIntyre has already made a name for himself. You can insert him into that main event spot by SummerSlam, and I don't think it's going to feel weird. I think Drew has been the guy to uh, push on Monday Night Raw for the past couple months. Let him rock. As far as Andrade, I think Andrade could use that briefcase as part of his gimmick, his push. You let Zelina Vega carry it around. There's a lot more potential, I feel, with Andrade. Will I be mad if Drew wins? Absolutely not. But I'm going with the dark horse pick this year, and I'm going with Andrade to pick up the victory. And let's get into what I believe will be the main event match. For the Universal Championship, we will have Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. AJ Styles, um, I don't know if he's turning heel or what. A lot of people have been asking that, and what do you think of it? I don't know. Is he back with the club? I don't think they're pushing them because of the whole they're not signing contracts thing. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. This has been very weird since the superstar shakeup. They've been doing like the, oh, we're partners. He accidentally hit me. The same old stuff. Who wins this match? I don't think it's time for a new champion. Rollins just won that belt, and I think you have to run with him for a little bit. Um, For now, I think Seth Rollins keeps the title in what should be a hell of a match. And I want people to know this. This is a dream match. People have been talking about this for years. The WWE must deliver on this. I feel like AJ Styles has been in several matches that were, I don't want to say letdowns, but it didn't meet the expectations of what the people thought it would be. Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe, repeated matches over and over again, and I felt like the WWE style really didn't help them at all with this. AJ needs to deliver a really good match here, and I think Rollins is the person who could do this. Hopefully Rollins goes back and watches his match with uh, Dolph Ziggler from, I think it was last year, or maybe it was two years ago, for the Intercontinental title. That's the kind of match these guys need to have. Go out there and tear it up. Uh, Hopefully this show is not four hours long and people are going crazy by the end of this because they're going to be so sick and tired of the length of the show. But Yeah, I'm going with Seth Rollins for the victory here. Um, I I can see him and AJ feuding up until SummerSlam, even going to SummerSlam, maybe with Drew McIntyre and a triple threat. But Rollins is my pick, and I think he's the right way to go for all of this. Those are my predictions, guys. I want to hear from you. If you guys want to send me a message, you can send me an email at the EPW show at gmail.com. If you guys want to send me a message, let me know who you think's winning. Feel free. Uh, you can also join the Facebook groups, buy a shirt, get some merch, follow me on Twitter at EPW show. Let me know who's going to win this money in the bank show. And are you hyped for it? 
Do we see an appearance from Bray Wyatt? I don't think so. I think we'll get maybe another vignette maybe, but I don't think it's time for us to see Bray Wyatt just yet. Uh, Build that character up, like Bully Ray said on Busted Open. Build that character up, and let's see what happens with Bray Wyatt. He's got he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got the momentum. Don't mess it up. He doesn't need to be rushed into matches. Let the character build and let him just taunt everybody on the roster, I feel like, right now. Yeah, this Money in the Bank show, though, it, it's got to deliver to get the juices flowing again because you got to remember, we're doing the Money in the Bank preview. Next week, guys, is going to be the Double or Nothing preview. And on Brainbuster Radio, it's going to be the All Elite Brainbuster Radio week. So make sure you guys subscribe to the Brainbuster Radio uh, stuff that I have also in the description box, especially our Twitter page. You guys can find us on there talking a lot. Um, I am happy to be a part of that group. And we're going to have a lot of fun next week, I feel, talking about some AEW topics, um, whatever you guys want to hear about. We're down for. Uh, I will be hosting a roundtable that you guys should catch next Saturday. I have a really cool interview lined up for you guys this Saturday. As long as things go as planned, I'll have that up Saturday for you guys. With that being said, guys, I got nothing else to talk about with this show. Actually, I lied. One more thing I want to say to WWE. These creative problems and everything else, they have to be addressed. Something has to be done either about Vince McMahon or what is going on in the world of WWE because things are not lining up properly. You guys have that Fox deal coming up. Creative needs to change. The look and feel of the show needs to change because if things don't get better, I think the ratings are going to go down and things are going to get worse. I think you're just having people tune out more and more. And I know people say ratings don't matter. I get that. Not like they used to, but they still matter because it's showing a downward trend in people watching your stuff. And don't tell me they're all on YouTube watching it because they're not. They need to have a better product. That is what the signs are telling me. But maybe Money in the Bank turns it around because I don't want people to think I'm a WWE hater. I want them to be better. They have to want it, though, too. Thank you guys so much for listening to my Money in the Bank preview and predictions. We're out. Peace.